Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 34, and happy Super Bowl uh, Sunday. Actually, when you're listening to this, it's actually the Monday after Super Bowl, so I hope everyone had a great Super Bowl Sunday, as the New York Rangers have put you in a very good mood this Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl is one of those, and I said Super Bowl about 15 times already in this podcast for a hockey podcast. But the Super Bowl is one of those dates and where you can really see where things are falling into place. And I'm certainly going to get into that. And, you know, I think, especially for myself, if you listen to this podcast consistently, there are times where you would think I am just so negative and there's no way I could ever be positive. Well, it's pretty hard to be negative right now because the New York Rangers are making moves. They're getting their roster straight. They're playing some pretty damn good hockey. And we are sitting in a very, very good spot. And I think we are distancing ourselves to the point where it's safe to say that really it's a three-team race for the top spot in the Metro. Not to say that we are going to catch Carolina or catch New Jersey, but we are certainly making a case for ourselves that we are not out of this race. So that I appreciate from the New York Rangers. And here we are, Super Bowl Sunday. It is February, I don't even know, 12th, I guess, what day in the future? Well, no, today's the 12th. It's the 13th, and the New York Rangers are in third place in the Metro, three points behind New Jersey, but we played one extra game, and we are six points behind Carolina, in which we also played an extra game. So we picked up two on Carolina last night, and yeah, it's it's... You have a lot to be proud of with this team right now. And, you know, that's not just saying the players. I'm talking about coaching. I'm talking about management and Chris Drury. You know, the New York Rangers are making a statement that they are all in and they are going to get the pieces to make this team the best that they possibly can in order to win a Stanley Cup this year. Now, the players responded certainly uh, with the trade and they certainly have looked like a different team after this all-star break. And I'm shocked. I was expecting a a team that was flat out of the gate and maybe could uh, steal a couple games here. But no, the New York Rangers have started 
the month of February off with a 4-0 start against some pretty, you know, I wouldn't say the the toughest opponents in the world, but certainly not the 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 lower end of the league, you know, and the game last night against the Carolina Hurricanes, you're talking about a top team in the NHL and they took care of fucking business. So, yeah, there's a lot to be happy about. Um there's a lot of more speculation about, you know, who the next person the New York Rangers get and still Pat Kane talk is more than ever now that we got Tarasenko, which is kind of a head scratcher. And if you're wondering where my co-host uh, Andy is, he uh, he is so excited that he couldn't even begin to do a podcast because he got Tarasenko. We're four zero in the month of February, and uh, no, in all seriousness, Andy is uh, uh, busy this weekend. And I'm ripping a solo. We were going to do one tonight, but I am going to a Super Bowl party. So I was the selfish one to make this a solo podcast. And it's probably one of the more exciting podcasts we would have gotten to do all season. But uh, I'm stealing this one from Andy. So Andy, if you're listening to this, uh, sorry, I am not sorry. Uh, So here we go. Um, Let's talk about last night, the game against Carolina. Actually, you know what? Let's back up. Let's back up a little bit. Okay. So the New York Rangers had the Calgary Flames on Monday win in overtime. Tough game to come back, tough opponent to pay, uh, come back and play after 10 days off, but the New York Rangers found a way to win and get two points. Then they played a feisty Vancouver Canuck team who just traded their, you know, one of their star players in Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders. And they're, you know, over East and, you know, I think, you know, I think when you trade a star player on your team, the rest of the team kind of picks it up and kind of takes it personal that, listen, management has no faith in this group of guys. They're getting rid of assets and, you know, they're building for a future. So, you know, the Vancouver Canucks had a pretty decent run over here in the East Coast uh, before they head back home in which we have to play them uh, on Wednesday. But, you know, Vancouver was no pushover. And then Seattle Kraken, one of the best teams out West and just a really impressive group of group of guys that, you know, don't have the star power, but they all buy into a system. They play a hungry style of hockey, a frustrating style of hockey. And the New York Rangers, again, were able to, you know, best them 6-3. So you got to be really proud of how this team has responded and stepped up against some of these opponents, the West Coast opponents, too. And uh, I know the West isn't as strong as the East, but here we are in a back-to-back game, a Friday night and Saturday night. We travel down to Carolina, and Carolina I know hasn't played in a while. Their break came after the All-Star game, so it's their first game back. But you know what? Carolina found their legs in the second. We weathered the storm. Mika came up with a huge goal to keep us tied going into the third. And, you know, come the third period, we found ways to generate grade A scoring chances and we took advantage of those, which is huge, which is something that this team always had trouble doing. And, you know, the shots on goal might not be pretty and the, you know, the ability for, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes to hem us into our own end for half a period at a time. Yes, yeah, certainly is concerning. But overall, the New York Rangers were playing a back to back game. It's four games in what? How many nights? Like six nights. Uh, and you know, for the New York Rangers to come out and weather the storm that the Hurricanes were bring, pun intended, 
uh, that, you know, the hurricanes were bringing, it, it, it was huge. You know, the Rangers went, you know, one for one on the power play and killed off two, two of the hurricanes penalties. And they went over, the hurricanes went over two on the power play. I mean, that's exactly what you need to do on the road. I mean, you just kept yourself in it and the New York Rangers should be proud. It was two, two after the second where you really thought this game was going to slip out of their hands and, and they were going to lose. But the New York Rangers, not only did they find a way to win, but they, they made a statement there in the, in the third period. And, um, a guy that I've trashed up and down and basically have given up on and want out of here has scored four goals to shove it right in my face. Artemi Panarin, um, I'm sorry, Panarin is the one who scored the goal in the second period um, to tie it 2-2 before the period ended. And, you know, he gets his 13th, he gets his 14th, he gets his 15th, and he gets his 16th all in one game. And, you know, for, for the New York Rangers to have him on fire is the difference between us winning, you know, the Metro and us becoming a third place team. And this is the shit that I was talking about all season long. When our all-star players are not playing like all-stars, if they're playing like a tier two player in this league, we're fucked because we need those guys hot. We need Panarin hot. We need Mika hot. We need, you know, uh, Fox to play, you know, his best hockey. We need to, you know, it doesn't always have to be everyone's best game every night, but we've got to find ways to pick each other up. Now, the kid line has carried us for a while. Last night, our Timmy Panarin show. and. You know, it, it just, I, I'm not going to apologize for the things that I said because everything that I said is true about him. We can't afford Panarin to be an 82 point player. We can't really afford him to be a 90 point player, which people would be like, that's great. It's like, dude, you're making 11.6 million against the cap right now. You need to be in the 120 range in terms of points. And that's just the reality of how these teams need to be constructed because if he is just an, an average, superstar at that money we could get someone to do that production for nine even 10 million and saves ourselves a couple million so panarin showed last night what he's capable of doing uh when he gets red hot and it's find the back of the net at will and you know be able to set up and and and, you know create offense he had a five-point night with the assist on that power play goal which the power play has looked a a lot better and, you know, it's interesting with Tarasenko on power play too. I know he hasn't gotten a t- chance to practice with this team and they didn't get a lot of t- chance to practice this week. Uh, I am curious to see what a normal power play will look like. But right now with Tarasenko on power play two, power play two has gotten some ice and, and they look just as good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ha- ecstatic how this team looks. And having Tarasenko just being on the right hand side on the top line just shows you what that does in terms of depth. You know, we really have a top first line. The second line last night, you know, I give credit where credit is due. Gallant changed the lines in which he needed to. I'm sure they'll go back to the way they were. But against a team so deep like the Carolina Hurricanes, we needed a jump start. We need something to happen. And, you know, he switched up things. He put an energy guy, a guy that's going to work as hard as he possibly can, who was really physical last night in Jimmy VC. You put him with, you know, Artemi Panarin, and all of a sudden, that physical play and that energy and that chaotic skating around the rink 
opens up a little bit more space for Artemi Panarin to kind of do what he needs to do. And when he's feeling himself, he can take over a game, as you saw last night. You know, he just found ways to get to the back, uh, you know, put the puck in the back of the net. So this is the shit that I love seeing. This is making adjustments on the fly. When your team is getting hemmed in for 11 minutes straight, not a shot on goal, barely in the offensive zone in the second period, you switch things up, you get them going, you, you know, you put Panarin with Trocek and VC. you know, Trocek and VC, two guys that are going to go balls to the wall, be physical, muck it up, find ways to get pucks to, to Panarin. And, you know, there you go. You got fucking magic on that line because everyone's willing to work hard. And Panarin, you know, is obviously feeling himself and feeling, you know, the back of the net. So, yeah, this is what happens when that's good coaching and adjustments can do in the middle of a game and having the wherewithal to know and read BC's having a hell of a game and Trocheck is skating his ass off. So let's reward those two guys and uh, let's get Panarin going. And, you know, that obviously, you know, Tarasenko and the Mika line, they had plenty of chances. The kid line had chances. Um, not so many in the second, but, you know, more so, you know, after the Rangers weathered the storm right away in the first period, you know, the end of the first and I'd say the third period, we kind of took it back to them. And, you know, Halak, the Halakness monster was fucking fabulous again last night. You know, 25 shots, 23 saves. Just, you know, a perfect, a perfect night for him uh, in terms of what you expect a backup goaltender to do. And actually, you know what? I'll say this. And what you expect your starter goaltender to do. So, uh, yeah, it's just an amazing, amazing thing. Oh, I'm sorry. That was even strength. They had 29 shots, 27 saves. So yeah, even better. Um, you love to see it. Uh, Mikola on defense, uh, last two games. I think at times he looks just a little lost, but you can see how big and lanky and strong he is, uh, sometimes with the puck. And, you know, I, I honestly, I, I love the guy so far. I love what I'm seeing and, you know, he's doing exactly what you want him to do. Uh, you know, he's he's making simple plays and I know he hasn't had time to fully practice with this team. But for a guy who just jumped into the lineup and kind of jumped into the gauntlet here in the last, you know, I don't know, 72 hours where you played three games, you know, he's looked he's looked excellent or two. They played two games. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just excited, you know, to see what what is next for this team. Uh, we have a few games, a few few days off before our next game. Uh, um, hold on. I know bad podcasting here. Should have had the schedule pulled up already. All right, so the New York Rangers play Wednesday at Vancouver, ten o'clock game. Woof, and then they play Friday night, nine o'clock game against Edmonton Oilers, and then a ten o'clock game. You know, it's funny they don't fucking cater to the East Coast now. The Saturday night game. Why don't you make it a fucking earlier start? Make it a 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. start so people on the East Coast can watch it at an appropriate time. No, it's okay. We have to stay up early. Heaven forbid, you know, they made the adjustment and watched the game a little earlier than normal. You know, it's unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, our last West Coast trip of the season, uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, that's a Friday, Saturday, bat, another back-to-back game. Um, and then we play Winnipeg at home on the 20th. A lot of West Coast this month because we play the Kings again on the 26th. A lot of West Coast, a lot of West Coast uh, teams this month, which is good because you know what? They're a fucking weaker conference. 
We should be beating these teams like we have so far. And uh, let's get some points. And hopefully the fucking Devils lose. They've lost in overtime for us. And we had to beat Carolina on our own because, you know, Carolina is not going to lose. You know, and then fucking Washington goes into Boston and beats them. So, you know, Capitals aren't going to take a fucking, they're not quitting. Uh, Pittsburgh got blown out by the Kings last night. Loved, loved to see that. And, uh, yeah, is there any uh, meaningful games for the New York Rangers today? Nothing. Oh, well, the Sharks and Capitals. And the Sharks are up one nothing. So that's a beautiful thing to see. Hopefully they lose and that washes out the big win they had against Boston. So fuck them, right? This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more, and that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found, though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change, as long as it's something you do every day or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Uh couple things. Tarasenko, what does that mean for the New York Rangers? Obviously, he's, in my opinion, I, I like the trade. I like what we gave up for him because we also got Mikola in terms of a defenseman. So that took care of our sixth defenseman, and that took care of one of our right-wing slot, uh, you know, slots for the New York Rangers. And, you know, I, I think 
you know, what the Rangers needed was someone that can put the puck in the back of the net. He has been able to do that uh, in his career. I don't know how good he is at doing that at this point. He is 31 years old, uh, so he's not old. You know, he's the same age as Panarin, but, you know, it's just, yeah, he's, I don't know what we're going to get out of him. We've done this before where I'm like, you know, head scratcher, is this guy going to just become a dud here in New York, uh, you know, and, and, and try to play out his retirement. He should be energized. It's a team that we know is going to be, you know, hopefully going for a cup. And, you know, he's playing with his, one of his friends, Artemi Panarin. You know, he's playing in New York, you know, an arena that, uh, you know, a lot of the, these guys desire to play in. So I don't know. I think for me, it's a high risk, high reward. Uh, if he ends up being anything half of what I think the general public expects, that'll be a plus. You know, I expect him, you know, in the last 30 games to put in at least 10 goals. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be, um, you know, I don't know what he's going to come from playoffs, but again, you know, we need guys to put the puck in the net. And, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko has been the best that over the last decade. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just a first line right winger, exactly what the doctor ordered for this lineup. Um, you know, for in terms of the entire lineup, uh, you know, the Trocek Kreider combination, if we're keeping, you know, obviously first line, Mika, Panarin, and Tarasenko. That is a bona fide first line on any team. They look, you know, uh, you know, they looked really good that first game. Second game, obviously, we had to make some adjustments, but that's fine. Then you got Trotrek, Kreider, Center and Kreider, and I guess Jimmy VC right now is going to be our second line right winger. I'm not sure what the deal is with Craftsoff. Uh, I know he was a healthy scratch. He's probably going to be a trade piece. Uh, I don't know what that means in terms of what we expect to get back for him. I don't know. I don't know what the Rangers are doing. I don't know if there's another move to be made for another depth forward. But uh, if Jimmy VC plays like he did last night against the Carolina Hurricanes, dude, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. <laughs> it's like if he's going to skate his bag off like that, like he did. I have no problem with him being on the second line, especially with Trocek and Kreider, you know, just be a workhorse line, be a line that's so frustrating to play against. And you get your goals by mucking it up and going to the front of the net and, you know, throwing pucks on from everywhere, you know, work, get the point involved, get low shots on goal, tip-ins, rebounds, be that pesty, annoying line that's just going to outwork their opponents every single night. So I kind of like that as our second line. Third line, the kid line, Heedle, centering Lafreniere and Kako. Obviously, you know, this line, there's one 23-year-old and two 21-year-olds, and they do play well together. Lafreniere has been a completely different player since this line has been put together. He's skating much better. He's moving his feet. He's being more aggressive with the puck, which I like. You know, he's not, you know, just throwing the puck blindly. They seem to have some chemistry to cycle the puck. Uh, Kako looks good. Hedl looks excellent, obviously playing for, you know, his next contract and, you know, playing a, a much needed, you know, you can argue he's basically a two, number two center playing against the third line of other teams, which I think is a huge advantage for that line, because if this is our third line, 
we have an advantage over every single team we play. And then a fourth line, you know, you have Goudreau, you have the GOAT, and you have Lecision. Uh, I'm not thrilled with Lecision. He's pretty slow. Uh, I don't think he's going to ever leave the lineup because he can play center. And you have Barkley Goudreau, who 3.6 million. I don't know how many years he has left on his contract, though. But anyway, he's, I think he might go. I think. I think Bar- Barclay might be the first to go. Unless we're not, if we're not making another big move, Barclay is staying, and I think we go for a depth guy. But if we are making another bigger move, Goudreau is gone, without a doubt. That's $3.6 million off the books. Uh, I think we're, we're right now, the New York Rangers are having a 22-man roster, which means we're harvesting cap space as we speak. Uh, so by the end... Our projected cap space is, well, it's lower right now. Deadline cap space is, is at 1.6 million, almost 1.7 million. So we definitely could bring in uh, a big depth piece. Um, yeah, especially especially Kraftsoff basically being gone because he's 875K. And he's a restricted free agent. So we basically, we could get rid of him and Barkley Goudreau and bring in definitely a bigger, bigger piece. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. But all I know is that we're in decent shape to bring in another depth forward, which I think we definitely need. Uh, I like Ben Harper as our seventh defenseman. I think he's perfectly fine. Uh, you know, for him to be playing every game, game in and game out, I think he's just a little too raw for that and you know i know he's 28 years old and he's just an older guy but you know to be playing you know at the the top of your game every game when you're not used to it especially on the new york rangers i i just don't don't think that's a good idea going into the playoffs i'm kind of glad that you know uh, nico mikola is uh came here with that tarasenko trade um um what else do we got halak obviously has won like six in a row uh everyone who was shitting on halak earlier this season they can suck it he has been a godsend for this team i think you know he's so focused and you know he he really brings a sense of professionalism to that backup goaltender i think you know if something were to happen to igor he would be ready like I think he like holds himself to that type of standard. So uh, I love the Holocness monster. He's not fucking around. He's now six and zero. And we pointed like last podcast. I think he's played one bad game, and that was against the Columbus Blue Jackets early in the season. And everyone wrote him off like he fuck sucks. Like, I don't know why we you know. Listen, look at his last few games. They're unbelievable. Teams would kill for a starter to have you know stats like that. So everyone can, can you know calm down a little bit. Uh, yeah, and then you know, I I think, ah, oh God, I think moving forward, I don't know who I'd bring in as a depth piece. Obviously, I love Tyler Mott last year. I feel like, I feel like Ottawa Senators would let go of him. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Rangers need. I mean, obviously, they could use, you know, maybe a little of, of a grittier guy, uh, but that has speed and, you know, the ability to, you know, move the puck 
in transition with speed because you don't want that fourth line to be so stagnant because come playoff time they're going to be expected to um they're going to be expected to you know play at a higher pace and if you get a guy that's kind of flat-footed i mean you saw basically you know the uh what's his name oh my god why am i blanking on it our fighter oh god this is bad podcasting why can i think of his name anyway the fighter that we had the big guy i can't think of his name this is insane but anyway uh you know for him you know to be on the new york rangers roster come playoff time he was essentially worthless and i'm gonna make sure i get his name because this is just absolutely insane um um ryan reeves jeez man unbelievable how i forgot that sammy blay scores his first goal of the nhl season in his first game for the st louis blues congratulations sammy blay uh yeah i have sammy blay brain right now uh in new york uh yeah and and listen there for the new york rangers to be uh buyers at the at the deadline you know as we move closer to the deadline for the new york rangers to be buyers here i think it'd be smart i think if you add another depth piece here you'd essentially you know put yourselves in a really good position because come playoff time you need to be able to roll the four lines um injuries happen you saw us limp into the playoffs last year excuse me and still have success you know i love i love the play of our you know uh superstars right now hopefully they can find a rhythm and keep that rhythm going into the playoffs and other than that there's really not much else to say you know uh i think gallant for his ability to see the game against the carolina hurricanes and say i need to make in-game adjustments i thought that's very promising to see uh because sometimes i don't always agree with his decision making so i think you know, we'll get Andy's opinion, but for the future, we got to look at what the, what the Rangers' plans are with Kraftsoff. Um, will they bring in another key piece, or will they bring in another depth piece? Um, I know, I don't know why there's Pat Kane talk still. All of a sudden, they're like, "Well, if you retain a ninety eight percent of his salary, and we give up everybody in the farm system, we could make this work." It's like, do we really need Patrick Kane right now? I mean, the guy has kind of been hurt. Uh, you know, we got our right winger. Let's bring in a depth piece for the bottom six and really shore that up. I love what our top six looks like. I love the heap of kid line. I love, you know, if we're going to have that energy line with VC, Trocek, and Kreider. And, you know, if Panarin, Tarasenko, and Mika can't get the job done, we don't deserve to win the Stanley Cup anyway. We don't have a Stanley Cup team if those, if those players stink in the playoffs. So if you really need another superstar, you're out of your mind. I mean, listen, it, it would definitely help us, obviously, but I really do think we can find ways to also, you know, not destroy our future because we want to keep that first round pick that we have. Um, and we want to keep, you know, our prospects like Othman and, and Cooley. We want to keep those guys because we're going to eventually need them since we're paying all these other fucking players and $9 million seems like. So yeah. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting, you know. Jury again still has his work cut out for him, but he strikes again with another unbelievable trade. Uh I think that was perfectly fair for both teams. I think, you know, 
basically you're giving up Tarasenko for, you know, he was going to leave. You gave him up. You got a first round pick in one of the best first round draft classes that, you know, everyone's saying they've seen in a while. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pumped and, you know, I, I just can't wait to see, you know, what we look like come the trade deadline. If jury makes another move, because with this team and how they played this week, and especially, you know, Friday, Saturday, you know, again, not the best game on Saturday, but they weathered the fucking storm and they found a way to win. That's what fucking gutsy hockey is. That's what I'm talking about. Gallant changing lines. That's what I'm talking about with guys stepping up like fucking Panarin finding the back of the net. Energy guys like Trocek and VC alongside a guy who's feeling hot. That's what fucking Gallant should have done in game seven against the Hurricanes or against Tampa Bay the last time. But no, we didn't want to fucking change Panarin's line. You put them, you put the best players that are playing out together when things aren't working. When you get hemmed in your zone and things aren't working, you put the best players together and hopefully you let them make magic. And that's what the Rangers did last night. Um, yeah, four goals by Artemi Panarin. Just a magical night. Uh, Ranger fans should be excited. This week, you know, obviously not a ton of hockey to start the week, but uh, West Coast trip, last West Coast trip of the season, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Um, finish up, you know, the month of February, we're already halfway through. And you just got, you know, a hectic March and, and, and April, the season's done. So still a lot of hockey left, but also the season is trickling down here. And uh, just to let you also know that uh, I'll end the podcast this way. Uh, Andy and I are playing each other in fan, uh, fantasy. Andy's in first place in the league. I am in second place. But when you're listening to this, things have changed. I've whooped Andy's butt this week and have taken over sole possession of first place. So not only are you listening to, you know, I'd say the more emotional and irrational half of this podcast in terms of a co-host, but you're also listening to the number one overall seed in our fantasy hockey league. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.